We're here to share with you inspiring stories that bring to life all the little and big ways that people bring more love, joy, laughter, and humanness to everyday life. Our focus is to hunt for those little moments that refuel the human soul and reminds us what life is really all about. I invite you to sit back, enjoy the moments, enjoy the stories, the adventures, and the journeys. another episode of what the world needs more of i am here today with my friend kate we met on instagram because i follow her channel and it's actually really inspirational i get excited to repost a lot of what she posts um and and, and so in the show notes make sure to go check out her instagram handle and, and join her on that journey uh but but to jump right in kate thank you for joining us Thank you for having me, and I'm honored to be here. I'm excited to have you. So so if we dive right in, I'd love to know, what do you believe the world needs more of? I believe the world needs more vulnerability, mm. just raw vulnerability to be who you are, take off the mask as much as you can, because we all have a mask that we wear for each part of our day, going to school, going to an interview, meeting new people, being on the lake being in a car there, there's some part of the mask but if we can lower the mask and become more vulnerable we can all connect better and have more empathy oh i love that i love that um yeah I, I i think what you're saying is so true we have a perception of who we think we need to be in all these different situations and and so it, it, it's funny it's taking off the mask but then like with an S at the end of it, because usually most of us have about 12 of these things we wear, depending on the scenario. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like outfits. You know, you got to put on your tux for the fancy party and then you got to put on your cool person thing for the group of friends and then the beach one and the office one. And and, and it, it, it's wild. I, I, I don't know if it, it's in any relation. I remember I was recommended to read a book by a guy named David Data who talks about as kids, let's say there's a young boy who's super just open and loving and caring and he, he goes to the sandbox and he sees this good looking young woman or girl and he goes oh hi and and as he's standing there saying hi this mean-spirited boy walks behind him just takes his head shoves it in the sand and he's a total oh. jerk and and then starts talking to the girl and the girl starts flirting with him back and this boy sits there and goes home, cries, spits a sand out of his mouth and goes, wow, I can't be nice to anyone ever again, because if I'm nice, I'm going to get beat up and someone else gets the girl. <laughs> yes. And yes. And that's as... how most of us live our lives. Yeah. But then he puts on a mask and then he goes and, you know, he, he, he pulls a girl's hair to get her attention one time and she cries. And then he goes, oh, I can't be mean. So then he puts on a nice guy mask on top of the, the mean guy mask on top of the normal person. <laughs> And, you know, 27 years later, we've got about 13 layers of masks and we don't quite know who we are at the core. Uh, I, I think it's true to de-layer, to take those off it is so important. Now, yeah. with this thought, we want to know a little bit more about you and how you came to that conclusion. So I'd love to know in your world, what do you believe your wow factor is? What makes you uniquely you? And what are some of the moments that help shape it? 
Well, what makes me unique is that I can build rapport with people very easily because I've been through so many different situations in my life, growing up in a very rough home, not very loving, to having really good people in my life that have guided me through through school, through um, ex-step-parents, to friends, to um, people I haven't seen in a long, long time, and people like you that I meet through the Internet that are so positive and inspiring and really genuinely love you and will guide you and be there for you. And some other moments and people that have helped me create who I am now is my meditation lady. I see her every week. We meditate. We focus on the self-centering and not looking outwards, but looking inwards at why we feel the things we feel and react the way we react. Um, and I go to therapy as well. Mm. I, I, through a few different episodes, therapy has been something that's been very, very useful for people over the years. Um, you know, last episode we were talking to a good friend of mine from high school and she was sharing, uh, she is a mother and it's her second child, but first time to actually mother the child because her first yeah. one, um, passed away while it was in her stomach in a full term pregnancy. Yeah. So she still had to birth the baby knowing that it was mm -hmm. not going to be alive when it came out. Um, oh, that's heart. It, and, you know, it, it, it caused depression, it caused frustration, it caused hurt, it caused anger, it caused sadness. And she said one of the best things that, that she did in that process was, one, play Pokemon Go. Um, because it got him out of the house, as silly as it sounds. She's like, she even said it. She goes, this is going to sound stupid. But we played a game that allowed us to get out of the house and into the sunshine and into daily life without having to talk about our problems, without having to talk about the pain or uncomfort. It allowed us to walk around a park and look for some cute little animal we're trying to capture and not have to think <laughs> about all the frustrations in life in that moment. And she said, too, uh, she went ther to therapy and she had someone to talk to. She, in every session she went to, she cried her eyes out, but she had a space to share and be and, and just really let out what was real and what was true and, and and she said it was one of the greatest gifts to have someone else provide that space for her and allow her to just let it out um so we've heard multiple times that it's such a great space for, for people who are in those moments and you need a space to share and someone to talk it through and help, help guide those thoughts and, and get back to you know those those great places in life yes it's so important and that's where the vulnerability comes back into play as well and it's also important to find a therapist that you connect with because if you're completely comfortable with them, you can open up more. You can cry in front of them. Say, if you're not a crier, you can tell them things that you've never told anyone else. You can ask them questions and they can give you, you know, handbooks to work on throughout the day, or you can jot down little things that they say, like maybe communicate this way with yourself or to another. And yeah, you, you get to be vulnerable in a therapy office. And I think, every single person should take that opportunity to go see one. Absolutely. It, it, it's interesting. I grew up in the self-help space and you know, a lot of the, the community I grew up around was very much like we can fix it now. And that's awesome. <laughs> some of the time, <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. some <laughs> of the time fixing it is what it's about. What I've learned over the years and there's this amazing video online, if you've ever seen it, you're going to laugh as soon as I say the title. If you haven't seen it, please Google it. It's called It's Not About the Nail. <laughs> <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> it's the process 
that us men tend not to completely wrap our heads around because <laughs> we like to <laughs> fix things. And so being in a community that likes to fix the challenge, fix the problem, fix the thing is Correct. great, um, but it's lacking understanding. It, it, it lacks, yeah. sometimes someone just needs to be heard and, and, and really mm -hmm. felt and understood in that moment where they can express the brightest, shiniest or deepest, darkest moment and someone just experiences it and holds space with them and understands them in the process. And just that, yeah. that alone lets it heal. Like that alone just allowed like, wow, another human felt and heard with me. Oh, feels so much better. Um, now women listening might be rolling your eyes and saying, duh, <laughs> <laughs> but for men listening, this is a super secret. Google, it's not about the nail and learn how in the moment where he just listens, it helps everything. Learn how to do that. It's really important. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you, yeah. I'm not even great at it. <laughs> I suck at it most of the time. But it's, it's a constant a area of improvement for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A patience practice for her. <laughs> and a breathing practice and a, for me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And breathing, I love that you focused said hold space. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to hold space yourself or herself and just be like, okay, I'm feeling these feelings right now to just say, why aren't you listening to me? Or why don't we just do this? Just hold that space of tension. And all of a sudden it's going to dissipate slowly. And then you can communicate and talk to yourself or your partner or whomever it may be. And just say, okay, I'm ready to listen. I'm ready to be here. And then you offer like you offer something say, can I give you my opinion? Can I give you my observation? And then that lowers their defenses as well. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I think one of the biggest challenges I've learned is listening to understand instead of listening mm -hmm. to respond. Mm -hmm. Doesn't sound complicated. Yeah. My gosh, it takes a lot of effort to figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I have to work on that one too a lot because <laughs> I have so much, I think we as helpers and we want to give tools and everything we can to people. So it's like just so exciting. You just want to blurt it all out and say, okay, go do it, <laughs> you know, but it takes time and patience and for other people to maneuver around and figure out how they can fit it in their life. It's true. It's so, so very true. Speaking of our lives and moments that unfold over the journey, I'm curious, what's a moment that made you feel incredibly humble? That moment would be when I reconnected with a friend from preschool. Wow. And I, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I hadn't seen her in 17 or maybe not 17 years. I think I haven't seen her since I was 17 years old. And Long story short, I left my biological mother, which was in a small town, and came back to my father's house. So, therefore, I left all of my childhood friends as well. And, you know, she reached out to me, and we went to a country concert together. And when I saw her, we talked about life and what went on. And I was so worried that everybody was mad at me for what I did. And I'm like, they don't even know what happened between her and I. You know, and I, I kind of explained the situation to her, and she said, don't even worry about that because anybody I've ever talked to always says, Oh, what's Kate up to? Oh, you're going to see her. That's awesome. You know? And she's like, they weren't thinking about you and what happened and all these preconceived ideas that they may have generated. They have stuff going on in their own lives. 
and you know and it was kind of like hey the world doesn't revolve around you and it kind of made me think about like okay like when I feel nervous that someone isn't talking to me for some reason it's all about me like what did I do what did I say um should I call them should I not call them should I do this and that and I'm like over here in panic and worry and really they might just be having a bad day at work or something you know and that kind of humbled me in a way and I always have to check myself like it's probably not you you know and lots of people feel that way I believe it's true I, I think, I forget who it was, but someone said something along the lines of this situation where they're like, you know, it's one of the most freeing and humbling thoughts. And, and it, it's also one of the most biggest ego check thoughts, which is people are so busy with their own lives. 90% of them aren't paying attention to you. <laughs> like, yes, yes. I was like, ouch, <laughs> that sucks. And wow, that's kind of cool because I could do whatever I want and pretty much no one will notice. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so the, the, there's yes. two sides to it, but the, and then I thought the other part you pointed out that's so beautiful was they were thinking of you, and the moments they thought of you were such beautiful thoughts. I wonder what she's up to. I wonder how she's doing. I wonder where she is, and and so many times exactly. in our head, we we start to play the stories of oh my gosh, like you said, are they upset and and are are they frustrated? I think it was you that posted. I saw something the other day. It says, uh, you know, y your faith. It, what was it? Your faith and your demons are just as hungry. It just depends on which one you're feeding. It was a great quote. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I love that quote. And, and, and it's very, very true. And you have to, for some reason, negative thoughts are so instilled in us and they're so much more powerful than the good ones. But when you feel that good one, man, that's what you're craving more. And you can check your thoughts so much more quickly to go to more positive thoughts. And that's what you attract. And it's, I, I believe in the law of attraction. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, I think the other piece you said earlier, which was meditation, the ability yes. to, to practice becoming present with your thoughts and noticing them, the realizing they're not you, but they're a part of you and they're flowing by and you can see them and notice which ones are helping and which ones are not. I think it's so helpful. And, 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 mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people do it. Uh, or at least attempt. I always said when I started, I'd close my eyes and talk to myself for a good 20 minutes and open and be like, yep, did it. <laughs> but after a while, I learned how to actually do it. Uh, the free yeah. app Headspace was very helpful. Um, it's a free thing you can download and it, and it, it, it taught the basics. And that was so helpful for me because I then was like, oh, you're not supposed to talk to yourself <laughs> for 20 minutes in eyes closed mode. I get it. <laughs> Yeah, but anywhere you start is wonderful. <laughs> That's true. Anything's better than nothing. So it's, it was a start. Yes. <laughs> Just a lot of self-talk. It's the intention there. <laughs> so our oh, next yeah. question is, what's an inspiring moment? You know, something that might have been an awe-inspiring moment, something that really just, you know, like left your jaw on the ground. We were like, wow, something you saw or experienced or felt along the way. Oh, gosh, there's so many things like that. Inspiring moments. Um, I'll have to think about this one. My inspiring moments are little, little things that I see when people are helping another one without any asking to do so. And sorry, I got to think. <laughs> inspiring mm -hmm. moment. Um, I can ask it for you too. Yeah, let's let's do that. I got to think about this. I don't know. Um. Oh, goodness, let's see here. 
Oh, okay. Um, yeah, we'll do a recent one, actually. Okay. You ready? All right. Yes. Okay. One, two, three. So in life, as we're going along, um, I'd, I'd love to know what has been an, an awe-inspiring moment for you, something that maybe you know just left your jaw on the ground, and maybe it's what you saw or what you felt or what you experienced, but something that just left you in a moment of awe. So it would have been a recent event that's still occurring right now. It's called the Car Fire in Northern California, C-A-R-R. And it happened, the fire started in Whiskey Town, and it started to go through this place called French Gulch and back over and towards our town in Redding. And I had to go and help my friends move that night that the fire was creeping over the ridge, get their kids, get their dogs, help them get to my place. And an awe-inspiring moment was the next day when their friends went to their house and were calling them saying, hey, where are the keys to the tractors? Where's, where's your chainsaw? Where's this? Where's that? And when he was sending us pictures along the way, I, I started to cry for happiness because more people around that neighborhood joined in to help create this roadway so the fire couldn't get to their house. And somehow they saved it when every other place was just demolished. Oh. And just to see the love and hard work somebody else was doing for, you know, my friends, just how the kindness of their heart was just incredible to me. And then our whole community coming together as one and helping each other out, offering, hey, we got a car, we have trailers, we have this, let's go help Haven Humane. My friend and I went to offer time at Haven Humane to walk the dogs, to give them food and water, anything you could. Those are awe-inspiring moments for me. And it was intense and it was beautiful though because it gives you a real sense of reality and community. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And and I agree. Yeah. Those moments are inspiring. When you see people who they have their own lives, they have their own stuff, they have their own busyness, they have their own accomplishments and results and goals and focuses and families and everything. And, and you know, when the community's in need, they stop set it aside for a half minute or a day or a week, whatever it is, and they show up. Mm -hmm. And and that ability yeah. to just stop and show up for other humans, um, I, I believe yeah. really changes people's lives. It, it changes their experience and, and how they view people, how they experience the world around them. I remember when my dad was a kid, um, he had a stepfather that used to tell him, no one cares about us, no one cares about you, people don't care. Mm -hmm. And And one day mm -hmm. on Thanksgiving, um, you know, they, they were going to have like sandwiches for Thanksgiving. They didn't have enough money to have a turkey or anything. And some random stranger knocked on the door. Dad opened it and this guy was standing there with bags of groceries, just some random stranger. And, and you know, skip yeah. all the details of the story, but it inspired dad to be like, hey, if someone cares about me, I'm going to go care about them. And, you know, that, mm -hmm. that that's transpired to him focusing through his nonprofit and all this stuff of feeding millions and millions of people over the last 30-something uh, years now. And, and so yeah. in that moment where you see these beautiful people stepping up and assisting, um, it's, it's not only the people who are helping that are served through that and they get to feel all those great feelings and emotions. It's the people receiving that's so beautiful. And then people like mm -hmm. on here that are going to hear about it and, and observe it in some way, shape or form. It's, it's the realization that there is community. People care. If you give them an opportunity, if exactly. you give them a chance, they'll show up for you. You just have to create space for it. And, and it starts with the belief that people do care. You just got to give them a space mm -hmm. to really show up for you. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I fully agree with that. 
I grew up the same way your father did. Um, just everybody is basically out to get you. Everybody's in for themselves. You can only rely on yourself, you know. And now I'm just like, oh, my gosh, no, we're in this together. And I'm seeing and meeting and finding so many more beautiful people and things that they do and so many more community activities that I attend. And I just see all the life that they give to each other and to the land. And it's just, it's beautiful. And they are there and you have to become that to find it, you know, and even if you aren't feeling that way like I wasn't for the longest time you know growing up in a home that was fear fear based basically um you think that you that there's not out there but there are people that are still in my life that were there that whole time and you have to stop and thank them and just be like thank you for being there for me when I was at my worst (laughs) or doing the same things over and over again I appreciate you believing in me you know Mm -hmm. I think those are very special people and it's the choice just last episode, um, my friend Juliana was saying it, it's those people who choose to love you for all of you, the bright, sunshiny, yeah. wonderful, happy, optimistic sides of you and the the beat up, tired, exhausted, frustrated, negative, pissed, angry, sad sides of you. <laughs> and it, 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 it's, you know, choosing to be there and you, and you have to be selective. I think givers tend to give until they literally run out and they're on empty and they've got nothing and it's hard to give when your cup is completely drained and cracked now because it's over it's done (laughs) so you gotta take time to fill up first and really get yourself you know filled with love and abundance and and take care of your basic stuff your for your own life and family but once you have enough like take time to spill over in the people around you and, and pick and choose but but choose to be there for people at their best and their ugliest moments and it's amazing what it does. Like your experience you're sharing now, it, it transforms your life. And they look back and go, oh my God, they were there. They did care. Wow. Mm-hmm. How cool. And obviously you can't do it for everybody, but but pick at least yeah. one person throughout you know your lifetime if you're listening to this and at least do it for one. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it'll, it'll make a difference. It'll all stack together. Speaking of fear, a uh, little bit different question here. What's your greatest fear? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, it's one I'm working on still. And my greatest fear is failure. And I think that's a common fear to everyone. It's the fear of, you know, I'm going to, I'll fail at school. I'm going to fail at life. Well, what if I fail at this job? What? And my, my head always goes to, well, what if? And it's like, that hasn't even occurred yet. So why do I have all these negative feelings, bodily feelings? Like, oh my goodness, well, I have to prepare for the what if. So my, it's a fear of failure that I won't be good enough, that I won't be this, that I won't be that. And um, I'm really, I've worked on it so much. Now I just, I can recenter myself and just sit and be like, okay, you're feeling this because, you know, of your childhood, the way you grew up, the way you were raised, but that's not you. We're going to overcome this. And the other ways that I deal with failure is I got accepted to a school and I was driving the other day and I just was, I told myself, I said, wow, they chose you. They wanted you to go to, to go to their school. It wasn't just from your interview. It wasn't just from your grades. It was a combination of everything. They wanted you. How amazing is that? You're not going to fail. They're there to help you succeed, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Failure would be a big one. I like what you said, the ability to recenter yourself, the ability to recognize the origin of the thought, 
um, so many people try to fix the symptom instead of the cause. Yeah. <laughs> if you fix the symptom, it just keeps happening. Um, there's a you know, <laughs> old story and I don't even know where it came from, but it's, you know, a couple who are both doctors walking along the river and, and as they're walking along the river, they hear help, help, help. And since they're both doctors, they look into the river and see this person who's waving their arms in the air and drowning. And they go, Oh my gosh, let's go honey. And they both dive into the river and swim out there and grab the person and bring them to shore and give them CPR and save their life. And just as they're done, they hear help, help, help. They go, oh my gosh, and they dive back in the river and rescue the next person. And this goes on for hours until both doctors are completely depleted and they're thinking, I can't help anyone. If I go in the river, I'm going to drown. And they hear help, help, help. And and the, the crazy part was they never thought of walking up the river and figuring out who the hell is throwing all these people in the river. <laughs> That's were, a good one. I love that. They're trying to, it's it's silly, but they're trying to solve the symptom, not the cause. And the cause is go stop the crazy person from throwing all the freaking people in the river and all of a sudden <laughs> it stops. <laughs> but we, yeah. we drain ourselves trying to handle all the, the worries and the fears and the, the uncertainties. And it's like, oh, what you did was beautiful. Recalibrate, recenter, mm -hmm. and then ask, what was the cause of this? And if I can go back and fix the cause, hey, the future doesn't have to be every 10 days wrestling with this same thing that's been around forever. I can, I can adjust the cause a little and all of a sudden, ha, huh, wow, whole new me, like whole new experience there. That's beautiful. What a great way to handle it. Exactly. Yes. I, um, I, I deal with anxiety and panic attacks. I've dealt with it all my life and you really have to go back to the roots. Anybody who has this disorder, you have to go back to, okay, what was I thinking? What did I eat or drink today? Was it acidic? Was it caffeine? Was it sugar that I'm feeling anxious right now? Um, was I thinking of a negative situation? Was I thinking of the future or the past? Um, and then you also have to um, think about your amygdala and the brain. It, it's your memory center and it's your fear-based center. And so if it says, whoa, 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 we've been in this situation, sometimes subconsciously you react. And so you have to talk yourself out of it. Talk yourself out. Okay, I'm feeling this symptom in my body. What's going on? It's just my brain. You know, you have to talk to yourself. And you, just like you have to talk to yourself about your, your fears, like my fear of failure. Okay, well, what's going on, Kate? You know, let's recenter. Let's figure this out. You, unless if you do that, you're, you're not going to get anywhere. And it's going to continue and continue and continue. It's true. It's true. Speaking of continuing and thinking about the future, hopefully this will be yeah. more exciting than that. Um, what are you most excited about in your future? Traveling. <laughs> I'm excited to travel more. I love traveling. I've been to, I don't even know how many states I've been to in the United States. Um, but I love, I'm going to be a traveling sonographer, kind of like a traveling nurse. And I want to hit all of the states that I've never been to. And I want to see if there are positions open in other countries as well. How so cool. that would be, yeah. I think, yeah. I forget what it was called. There's a, a vessel. It's, it's a giant ship. Um, I don't know what it's called. I've seen it though. It's a giant white ship with the red cross, like the, the red cross symbol on it. It's not, I don't think it's the red <laughs> cross, but it's filled with, um, doctors and nurses and physicians and, and helpers that when something major happens in the world, this ship literally deploys to go there 
And then they land and it's like a gigantic hospital to help everybody who's in need locally. Um, really? I forget what it's called though. I've seen it because I remember staring at it being like, what the heck is that? <laughs> really? We'll have to Google that then. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. I mean, it might be wow. a neat, neat option. The other thing I would throw out there, and this is an interesting one, yeah. depending on how you want to travel and what parts. Um, I, I did something in college called Semester at Sea. And mm -hmm. it, 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 it's a hundred, it's a one semester. So three months or 110 days. And literally the ship goes all the way around the world. And so you study on board and you take your classes, the professors are on board and, it, and they all, they switch every semester. So it's different professors, different students, but every trip they always have, I believe at least a nurse, possibly a doctor on board. Um, because you got like 700 and something students. So they need someone on board, always helping might be an interesting, yeah interesting option too, depending on how you, how you want to travel. Uh, I, I think that over all is. the years, some of the most beautiful people I've met, um, and, and just, you know, put me in tears because of how much they were just helping. I remember meeting a nurse from Canada who went to, uh, Uganda to, to volunteer in the orphanage once a year for a month and would just sit there with all the little orphan babies and, and help them help as many as she could in all the ways oh. she could. And it was so beautiful. Yeah heartbreaking because of some of the stuff she shared of, of, you know, the orphanage didn't have a whole lot of money. So if they couldn't afford mm -hmm. the medicine to help the child, like the child was just out of luck at that point. It's like, Oh, <laughs> and she was telling me, oh I was like, God. how much is the medicine? She's like, $2. I was like, no, <laughs> I can help. <laughs> Let's do this. Um, and she's like, yeah, but it's, it's systemic. Like you got to do more than just drop some money. Like it's a process you got to yes. work out here. But she comes back every year and, and it was so beautiful seeing all the little pictures and stories she had and how much of a difference she was making. So what, a, what a beautiful yeah. adventure. How fun is that going to be? Oh man, to make a difference in people's lives is the best thing you could ever do, especially when they're in that type of need. So I would, I would definitely look into that. It's thank one, you. Of course. One of my lifetime heroes was, um, Albert Schweitzer and, and his story is amazing. It, it, I mean, he was this, um, world-renowned pianist at one point when he was in his youth and he he was traveling the world and everyone knew who he was and he took this trip to Africa and he saw the need that people were having in that part of the world at the time and decided to come back and become a medical doctor so he could go and help and then he literally spent the rest of his life going back and forth just just helping I'm like how cool is wow. that guy <laughs> that is, and it just shows you can be anything you want to be you know that's incredible yeah, he's one of my heroes. Lifetime heroes right there. Um, switching it. sections to our next part of this conversation. Uh, we're going to switch into something we call the nuts and bolts, which are the practical, tangible, you know, applicable things, which there's been a lot you've shared so far. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And then this next part, we're going to start by asking, where do you focus the majority of your thoughts and time and life each day as of right now? Majority of my thoughts. Everything... I think about comes back to the self hmm. and how I can rewire my thoughts and my feelings so that I can be more applicable in the world and to help other people and to communicate better and to learn to just be. Hmm. So some tools I have are I, I do some breathing. One, okay. I got it. Can you restate that again? <laughs> One, two, three. Yeah. Okay. So to start off with, where do you focus the majority of your thoughts and time in life each day as of right now? Um, I focus my thoughts 
every day on the law of attraction. I always wake up and I put a smile on my face. And starting right off the bat, I say something positive. I will either look in the mirror and tell myself three things that I am going to promise myself that I'll do that day or something I've accomplished. And I go out and I, I focus on centering myself and rewiring my brain to say, okay, look at everything optimistically. Be open and empathetic. I want to be more applicable to my life and other people's lives and to be able to communicate better and work more interdependently with everyone. And that's, that's honestly what I do every single day with every encounter I have. That's awesome. I, I think there's an evolution there too because you talked about when you were younger and going through a difficult time, a lot of times we get stuck just being frustrated and upset and you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I've noticed and experienced myself. It feels unfair and unjust and why me and like, oh, and, and there, there's a beautiful part of the evolution that naturally happens, which is when we start to do what you're doing here, which is putting a smile on your face, figuring out what's right or, or what's good about the situation. Where's the optimism in this moment? And how am I going to prepare to really connect with others, to, to be empathetic towards them, to, you know, put a little goodness or sunshine in their world? And the moment that yeah. starts to shift, all of a sudden, it, it, it's weird. But when you're taking time to give that kind of life and love and energy and sunshine and, and goodness to other people, the fun part is you get to experience it all yourself, which is magical. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, sometimes I see someone and, um, you know, you could just see physically or just feel that they're kind of in a depression type of mode or they're just angry and instantly my like first initial reaction is to just say something funny or smile at them or start talking to them compliment them just because I just want to throw that out there I don't know what they're going through and then it also makes me think like what were you just thinking about what does your body language look like like I want to be a light to anyone that sees me or talks to me and I want them to feel good that's awesome how cool. Now, speaking of this, um, I'm going to go out and, and say from my experience and perception from Instagram and all that you're posting, you're doing great. Yeah. Like you're putting great stuff in the world. And I, you know, I don't remember how I crossed paths with your channel. I think someone posted something <laughs> from you and I clicked it and found you I was like, well, this is awesome. And I followed your oh. channel and started reposting some of your stuff because it was that great. And I was loving it too. Um, and, and, and yeah. in this, I would ask, from that transformation you've had yourself, from going through a rough patch to finding yourself to recentering to, you know, going through the journey of, of working on self-healing and, and really getting to know yourself better and using meditation and therapy and connecting and all these different bits and pieces, what would you say has been a key to your success in the whole process? Um, daily routine of it. Hmm. You know, it takes about four to six months, I learned in a life management class, to make a habit just like flossing your teeth. You want to start out, you know, every single day, just flossing. So, but the tools that I use was I would journal every single day. When I started this um, journey of mine, I cut out all music with lyrics and I just had warm, soft, comforting tones that I would listen to on my drive to work or wherever I was going. I stopped drinking um, for quite a few months. Not, not that I drink a lot, but like, you know, socially going out to the bars and stuff yeah. like that. Um, what else did I do? Oh, I took, I took a trip by myself to the East coast and I stopped at friends along the way. 
And you, you have to start doing things like that. And journaling is a big thing. Sometimes you just write down the facts of what went on that day or your symptoms or whatever it may have been. Or you can just write anything you want in it and you can go back through it if you want. You cannot go back through it. You can burn it. You can throw it away. But just getting it out in some way really helps. It's almost like a therapist. That's awesome. I read something in a book by a Harvard uh, psychologist that said if you journal for 30 days and each day just write down three good things from the day, that's it, and you just do it every yeah. day for 30 days, it's scientifically proven to improve your overall happiness and perception mm -hmm. of your life. And I was like, yes. well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yep. Like 30 days uh, every day, like you said, it, it takes, you know, you said four to six months, according to that class, of to build the habit. But if you just gave yourself a 30-day challenge of writing down three good things a day, it could change your life. Mm -hmm. I, I know there's also research from Stanford that said if, if you take one of those three things and you write five things that make it special to you, it'll amplify <laughs> the good feeling even more. And, and so oh, I, yeah. I agree with you that journaling, that capturing uh, of those mm -hmm. moments out the day is so special and not just the good ones that, you know, it's sometimes just like you said, dumping out, capturing all the thoughts and getting it out of your head and out of your nervous system to even just reflect on it or feel it or allow it to pass through you. Like all those things are very healing in themselves. It really is. And, um, you know, it took me a while to start really journaling, but like most people, like I'll, I'll suggest it to some. They're like, oh, yeah, I should do that. I should do that. But I don't think anybody really knows the power that it has until you actually start writing. And you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, I just wrote three pages even to start out with or whatever. And it's like I had a lot to say. I had a lot, you know, anything or the good stuff. I do half and half in my book. I'll do good stuff in the back half. I'll do um, three irrational thoughts. To three rational thoughts about those irrational thoughts as well just little things you can challenge yourself with daily and on you know my calendar every day I will write down something like smile or you know lift your chin up stand up tall and so you can remind yourself going out the door like oh yeah stand up tall let me smile when I go out the door like anything it just makes you happy it lifts your mood I love that I love that I love mm -hmm. challenging the irrational with rational <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. It speaks to me. To. We have uh, a lot of irrational thoughts. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, and I think, again, even going back to the meditation, the ability to recognize it's irrational. <laughs> it goes back to like one of those quotes. Is this kind? Is it necessary? Is it true? Like the ability to just stop for a half second, take a breath, and question the thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild how, yeah. how much of adventures our brains go on if you just let it do its own thing randomly. Um, and, and, you know, I used to have this with the most random stuff in the world. Like a certain person would call and I'd see their phone number and go, <gasps> and my brain would just go on a field trip of all the crazy random bad stuff that might be coming. And then I'd answer it and they'd be like, oh, hey, I was just thinking about you. I'm like, phew, thank God. And it, it, it's so <laughs> silly, but our brains do this shit all the time. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So I like the oh, ability yeah. you said, capture that thought, notice it's irrational and challenge it with three rational thoughts to replace it. And if you do it enough over time, eventually I would assume that, that, you know, you'd have the thought and then go, well, wait a minute. And you'd remember the three other things you linked up to it in the past and it would start to counterbalance. That's beautiful. What a great, what a great thing to do each day. Yes. Yes. Okay. Definitely take these and utilize them. 
That's true. Okay, our final question. What's one right. actionable tip to help others achieve or experience this kind of success in their life? Now, we've already covered a ton, but this is kind of the, the one thing. If they listen to this one piece and they took it and they just started doing it each day, we, we just want to give them something tangible that they can they can take from here and they can go try for five days, 10 days, 30 days, however long they choose to. Hmm. I would say something like, I, I just recently started doing this. I put my hand on my heart. You can put your hand there and then your other one on your stomach, which is your solar plexus, or your third eye, which is right in between both of your eyes, and tell yourself how, how much you love yourself, how in love you are with yourself, and how much you appreciate yourself. And just be and just feel, and you could hug yourself, you can do anything like that, because you, all of a sudden you get this overwhelming feeling of like, oh my gosh, you might cry because it's like, I've been neglecting myself, or you might feel so ecstatic, and you're like, I do love myself. If I can tell another person how in love I am with them, why am I not doing this for myself as well? You know, we're living in this body. We better take care of it, and we better appreciate it. So I would say just hold yourself and tell yourself how much you love yourself for a few nights, every single night when you go to bed. I love that hand on your heart, the other hand either on the, on your third eye, forehead, or down on your stomach, and taking time. Yeah. Um, w one thing that might be a little addition, look yourself straight in the mirror. <laughs> like, yeah. Look at yourself. Notice yeah. yourself. I, I think um, it, it might help. Some people might be harder or easier for others, but, but notice yourself. And like you said, give yourself that big old squeeze and hug. You know, Really connect and feel it. Um, or close your eyes and just see yourself and, and connect with yourself. But I love that of feel it and, and then really, truly tell yourself what you appreciate about yourself, what you love about yourself and, and take time. Um, I, I've known for the first couple times are usually the hardest. And, and sometimes you got to say it like five or six times because the first couple times mm -hmm. your brain's like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> and wants to deflect it or defend it or, or ignore it or yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. Brush it off. And so if you say yeah. it a few times and slow down a little and just keep saying it, like, I love you. I appreciate you. I love you. I appreciate you. Eventually you'll feel it. And like you said, there'll be a moment where it hits and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I like, whoa. And you feel it. And, and that's so special. What a great tip. I love this tip. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, we neglect ourselves so much and we really don't think about how much we do neglect ourselves. And that simple little thing, like you said, do it a couple times and really just breathe into it so you're there with your body and your thoughts aren't going crazy everywhere else. Just breathe into yourself a deep belly breath and say, I love you. I love you, whatever your name is. You know, I love you and I appreciate you. And you are worthy and you are good and you deserve all the love. Hmm. How powerful. How powerful. Mm -hmm. Well, Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us on this episode. Thank yes, you. Yes, thank you. I really appreciate you having me on here. It's great to speak with you. Of course. Uh, we hang out on Instagram all the time, so it's nice to finally connect uh, over the phone here. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I know. First and to share the, share the conversation <laughs> with all these wonderful people who decided to tune in. And for everyone who tuned in, thank you for spending a little life in love with us. Um, if you're enjoying these episodes, make sure to click subscribe. Make sure to, to share it with someone you care about. I always say sharing is caring, and we love caring people around here, so make sure to share. 
And, and for everyone who's tuned in, thank you so much for joining us again, and we look forward to seeing you next episode. Thank you.